Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast, a business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Okay. Hello, everyone. This is Ruthie Bowles, founder of Defy the Status Quo and your host for the Defiant Business Podcast. And I have the wonderful Mrs. Shay Cook with me today. Shay, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Ruthie. And so I'm going to go ahead and read her bio. It's a short one because we're going to be talking about her this first episode. We're going to be talking about her entrepreneur's journey. And she's had just a very movie-worthy life and all of the places that she's been and all the things that she's done. And we're going to dive into all of that. So let me just go ahead and read the bio, set the scene, and then we will get into letting Shay tell us uh, about her journey. So Shay is a Christian, proud Black woman leader, wife, mother, entrepreneur, and so much more. So very much more. And she is the CEO and founder of Crusaders for Change, LLC. We also call it C4C. And she focuses on providing financial counseling, coaching, classes, and consultation where people pray and providing the members of of those gathering places with the tools they need to succeed, where they work, increasing employee well-being, morale, and productivity, and where they play, bringing personal finance education and assistance to places of fun. So Shay, just again, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you, Ruthie. It's an honor. So I always like to start off our conversations with a more of a personal question, something just to kind of give people some insight into you. And so one of the things we've talked about in the past is all of the places that you've lived. And, and it's just so amazing to me, Uh, you know, I've lived in a lot of places too, but like, I mean, you've lived in a lot of places, uh, even outside of the country. So what I wanted to ask you is which one of those places would you absolutely love to visit again? Money's no object, let's say. Or actually, in your case, you would just budget the appropriate amount of money. So it still wouldn't be a problem for you. But tell us. Exactly. Yeah, I've lived all around the world, except Asia and Australia and Africa. But I would love to go back to Germany. I lived there three times in my life, twice um, with my father. My brother was actually born there. And then as a teenager, and then once with my husband, who was retired Air Force. And that culture, that place is so beautiful from the castles to the people, to the food, just the culture, the people are so beautiful. You know, obviously I was over there because of the military, but it just was so much to do. All the surrounding countries that are around from Switzerland, Switzerland to, it, you know, all these different places, France, you know, it's, it was just beautiful. Brussels, I mean, I can go on all these places. I just love, love, love Germany. I mean, you come in my house, I actually have pictures of postcards from all the places I've visited in Germany and 
I just love that place. And I have a lot of friends that still live there. And so even though I don't speak the language, I used to get off the plane when I would go visit and I could understand, but I never really spoke the language because it is a very westernized country. Um, so they speak English, but I absolutely adore and love Germany. Oh, man. I think I know you and I have probably talked about this, but my family and I was actually supposed to move to Germany at the start of 2020. Wow, I didn't know that. Okay, so apparently we've never talked about that. Yeah, so we were, but it was for my husband's work and he just, he had like some health issues crop up and this was before COVID, right? So we were supposed to move in January, but he had some health issues crop up at the end of 2019. And so we decided not to go, but hearing you talk about it. And that was one of the things like looking at it, I was like, look at all the places that are touching it. Like we could just get on a train (laughs) and go. How wonderful would that be? But yeah, so I haven't given up on that, but it was something, you know, we had to kind of set to the side, but that's just so amazing to hear. It sounds like it lived up to my hopes and expectations. (laughs) Yes, it will. (laughs) Okay. All right. So coming back from Germany, I wanted to ask you out of all the things that you can do or that you could have done, right? What drew you into the realm of personal finance out of everything else? Yeah, that's such a great question because honestly, from a little girl, I knew I wanted to help people and, you know, or play sports. So it was always, you know, just, I just loved helping people and volunteering as a kid. I was a girl scout, you know, and then I love sports. I was like, oh, I was going to go to the Olympics to play volleyball. I love volleyball, basketball, and all a bunch of other sports. But Honestly, as I got into college, I was into computer engineering at the time. And then, you know, I really wanted to do hardware and repair computers, but they're like, you have to learn software. And I'm like, I don't want to learn C++ at the time. So I changed my major to political science and, you know, thought I wanted to be a lawyer, an attorney. And then that was during the time I'm going to date myself, which I don't care. I'm 42. I it was going through the whole <laughs> Monica Lewinsky scandal with President Clinton. And that's all my professor wanted to talk about. And I was like, okay, I don't want to do this. So I, <laughs> the next semester, I just changed my uh, major to undecided. But then I took psychology 101. And oh my God, I was so excited. I was like, I'm in love. I just, I still can remember just being in that lecture hall and just loving the topic, loving everything about psychology. And I took so many psychology Mm -hmm. classes after that. I changed my major. So, but during that time, I was always working with money. Even when I was growing up, you know, I I used to play store with my my family. I always wanted to be, you know, the banker with Monopoly. I just always loved working with money, but I never thought I would do that. But honestly, when we were living in Turkey, again, one of the many amazing places we lived when my husband was in the Air Force, I got Mm -hmm. a calling from my spirit as a Christian. And it was just like, okay, um, you're supposed to help people with money. But I really didn't want to do that at the time. I really wanted to focus on the mental health piece of it because of psychology. But long story short, I mean, just going through my journey, I realized and finally accepted that this is my calling. I'm really good at helping people change in their behaviors. I'm really helping good helping, which is psychology. And then, but when it comes to money, I'm really able to speak about that and share my life journey, many other people's, you know, experiences and help them realize that, you know, you can, your dreams of financial goals, meeting financial goals can come true. And then really on the coaching piece is really just helping them align their goals with, you know, their financial goals, with their values and really getting them to a place of financial security, freedom, and then moving on to wealth building. So that's how it was. I mean, it's, and it's a longer, more detailed story even behind that, but I really, really love what I do. 
That's amazing. And it's so funny that you bring that up. So I'm in school right now and I just switched my major again. Guess what it is? <laughs> what is it? It's psychology. Really? I didn't know that. Awesome. <laughs> Yay. Yes. It's Psychology. So I have, I mean, I've been on and off with school because of the, the babies and stuff. But every time I got pregnant, I would be like, okay, I'm about to hit the third trimester. So I'm taking a break. And then I would not come back until the baby was like nine months old because I was like, well, I'm not going to do school and not be getting a full night's sleep already because of anything not related to school. So I would come back when the baby was like nine months old. And then I'd be like, oh, well, this isn't interesting to me anymore. My whole life has changed. Exactly. Or yeah. you know? <laughs> and so I would switch the majors. So I've majored in Middle Eastern studies, health and sports sciences, creative writing twice, and marketing. And I switched out of the marketing degree because I got tired of arguing I got tired of arguing with my my instructors, my facilitators, because their marketing stuff was outdated. Mm. I was like, you're not about to tell me how to write a blog post. Like, I get paid for that. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even going to entertain this. I'm not going to entertain whatever it is you're saying right now, because this stuff is like five years old. And so, yeah, so I got tired of, you know, getting into arguments and losing points and stuff. So I, when I wasn't wrong, that's the thing. Like, I'm not just going to write the wrong thing down on this paper for some points. So I was like, man, the part that I'm missing from this degree is that it wasn't, it was all tactics and stuff and not really like the why and the how. And that's what made, what, what brings me back to your story is that, you know, you're in personal finance. One might've expected you to go into finance, like major in finance some way or another. And in fact, you went even further into it, like to the root, like what is causing these problems? The mind. Mm -hmm. The mind, like the money is not causing its own problems. <laughs> the mind is causing the problem. So I just, I just wanted to bring that up, just kind of full circle it. But that's very much a similar reason why I've decided, okay, I'm going to get my degree in psychology because marketing relates to the mind. Yep. At least why it, why it works. So how yeah. did you pick the name of your company, Crusaders for Change? I love it. I love it. It's absolutely inspirational. And I think that that lines up with what I know of you. But for the people who are listening, who don't know you, I would love for you to share why you picked Crusaders for Change as the name of your company. Yeah. Again, I always give credit back to God. That's just who I am because that was my spirit. When I, in 2016, you know, again, the spirit spoke to me in 2006 in Turkey and really didn't listen to it, wasn't obedient, was chasing my own dreams at the time. And finally, Full circle, I came back and did what I was supposed to do, helping people with finances, do many different opportunities, working for the Air, Army, Air Force, and the Coast Guard, amazing opportunities. But when I started the business in 2016, I never forget, it was a Sunday, I went to the library and I was like, all right, I got to come up with a name for this business that God showed me back in 2006 to do. What is the name of it? So I pulled out a journal that I had when I was working on my master's in psychology and the name was already there. I had already written it down years prior, Crusaders for Change, because I don't know, I just, Crusaders stuck with me because I was featured in a Black Enterprise article and it was titled, mm -hmm. A Woman's Crusade for Financial Education Helps Veterans Succeed. So Crusade was always there and I was just like, okay, that's, that's good. I like that. But then when I really started looking to Crusaders, what that meant, a person who campaigns for political, social, or social or religious change. I was like, okay, that's what I do. That's what I do. And then just for change, I mean, it's just, I'm here to help people make a change and move in the right direction. So 
not only did my spirit already show me that name three years prior to when I started the business, it just made sense too. So Crusaders for Change was born. Oh my goodness. That is wonderful. And it's, uh, it's like they say, right? Like, uh, coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. Right? <laughs> yeah. like you had already written it down and you pulled out just the right journal. Down, Ruthie. I had already written it. I was literally sitting there writing names at the library. Like, okay, I got to come up with a name. And I pulled out this journal. And then it's funny because the Crusaders was changed was there. I was like, okay, that's great. But Crusaders for this. Crus- I just kept on writing all different versions of it. And finally I came back to, all right, I'll stick with it. I'm so stubborn. I never listened. And finally I was like, okay, fine. I'll just stick with Crusaders for change. <laughs> so. Well, you're right. Because you said you were picking that name in 2016. And it was after you were already moved in that direction in 2006 and spent 10 years going in your own way. Yes. Yes. And everything up to that point was already leading me. When I look back at, you know, in 2006, I got a job with the Air Force and I got into this program to get my accredited financial counseling certification. 2008, I got a job with the Army and the financial readiness person leaves and I'm able to get all my my uh, hours for the credential, finish my credential, get into the position. I get laid off in 2011. But then in two weeks later, after getting laid off, I get a job with the Coast Guard. They didn't have a financial readiness program at the time. I start that program. So I'm literally doing the work, but I'm still like, I don't want to do this, Lord. But I'm still doing the work. But I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking that I'm doing this for me, but really I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing anyway. And then finally, all right, let me start the business finally, because I'm already doing it. I'm already getting experience. I'm already getting the education. I'm already getting the expertise. Now I start the business and it's like, wow, okay. <laughs> so this is funny. So I, I you have kids too. Yep. You're older. Yeah, you have a child and yours, uh-huh. yours is older than mine. But it makes me think of when my children are being very obstinate about doing something. And I agree with them while simultaneously getting them to do the thing that I wanted them to do. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> kind of sounds like how you were set up. That's how I was doing. The father was saying, okay, Shay. And I'm like, whatever, I'm doing my way. And then honestly, it was all a part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And, and you know, you highlighted, I think, another like differentiating factor that you have is are, are the credentials, right? Like, so, so first of all, you've gotten the experience on the personal finance level, right? Like one, like one-to-one, one-to-couples and, and things and, and the way that you work. But you were working with organizations to help their members, right? Then, you know, in terms of organizations, like we were talking Coast Guard and Army and and you, I mean, you did Army, Air Force, Coast Guard. Coast Guard. <laughs> yep. Almost all of them, except Navy and Marine, but I worked very closely with them in the Coast Guard. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you, you did all of that, you know, them. And so being a veteran myself like that, you know, was always a part of your story that very much touched me. But I, that's, I think that's part of the, one of the things that I love is that you have this experience working with organizations. So on an organizational level to improve the quality of life for their members, their employees, their constituents, whatever it is. But then also you bring the psychology background to the fore as well as your accreditations. And to me, that just really highlights how how much you believe that this is your purpose. You have done the investment in yourself so you can then pour back into others. Yes. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's what you just said. That part. <laughs> All right. Well, it's good. We're recording it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that that's great. Yeah. And you know, honestly, I mean, again, I just wanted to be a psychologist. Okay. I did I remember working I also worked in the credit unions as well in Germany and in Omaha, Nebraska. 
And I hated it. It was like, I used to come home and like, I don't want to work in a credit union. My husband's like, you're getting valuable experience. I was like, I want to be a psychologist. And guess what? Even that experience helps me. You know, it was so invaluable. But at the time I was like, I don't want to work in a credit union, but it seems like the only job I can get was in a credit union. So it paid the bill. <laughs> but working <laughs> in the financial institutions was invaluable, learning about IRAs, learning about loans and oh my God, all of the stuff that I did from a teller to a senior financial services officer up to assistant manager. I learned so much. So yeah, it just it's just beautiful when I look at my story of how God just put all those pieces together. <laughs> this is amazing. That is absolutely wonderful. And mm-hmm. and Shay is right, actually. Her story is, there's, I mean, like anybody's, right? For sure, mm-hmm. as human beings. Her story has so much depth. And if you go to crusadersforchange.org, you can actually go and learn more about her and the company. And she's got some links there on the site where you can actually uh, click through and read some of the features where, you know, they, they talk more about her and the things that she's done. But this is just a small taste. And I don't know if you all can hear it, but I can hear it. Just this energy, right? This undercurrent of energy there when she talks about not just her journey, but also her work and the opportunities that she's had to help people. But you said it, Shay, you knew you wanted to do that since you were very small and, and it, it still, it shows through, it comes through. And yeah, so that I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there because Shay and I have, have something coming up another episode for next week that I know is going to be very, very interesting because we are actually, you know, I'm not even going to, it's a surprise. It's a surprise. I'm not going to ruin it, but you're definitely going to want to tune in. You know that that's what the Defiant Business Podcast is known for. It's those topics that you didn't even know you needed to learn more about. All right. So Shay, thank again, thank you so much for joining me and everybody. Again, you can go to her website to learn more about that journey. And then we will be including her social media links in the show notes for sure. And that's it. So make sure you subscribe and share, and then we will be back next week with another episode. Shay, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Ruthie. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, be sure to share it with them. See you next time.